Hi, and welcome back. I'm your host, Robin, and you are now listening to my podcast, Broken, Strength Under Control. In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, it says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Amen. How is everybody doing? How has your week been so far? Um, you know, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. Can you believe the year has truly just flew past? This month have just flew by so quickly. And what have you planned to do in 2022? Have you guys taken any thought to that? You know, I have so many different things that um, will be coming up next year. I'm excited if the Lord allows me to see it. I'm excited for what God is going to be doing with me and through me next year. I believe that it is definitely my season and my time. And I am walking fully in my purpose. And I'm just so grateful, so thankful for the platform that I have with this podcast. Um, just never imagined myself <laughs> having a podcast and actually like, and having people follow, listen. Um, and so just really grateful for everyone who has supported um, the podcast, who continues just to support me throughout. And, you know, um, there's just so many different things. So please first, let me just say this, pardon the noise, because I'm coming live from my living room, actually, instead of my bedroom, um, just trying to do more things in this area versus in my bed. And so that way I am, you know, alert and, and just being more productive. I feel like when I, it, it makes me accountable when I do it from my living room versus in my bedroom. Sometimes we can get a little laxed and a little lazy. <laughs> and I'm just trying to get out of that mindset, especially coming up on and getting ready to enter into a new year. And so just like I felt like I turned a page when I turned 50, I believe that we will turn another page going into the new year. So I'm just excited um, about what God is doing and what he will be doing. Um, and let me just get right to it. So, you know, every time like, and this is for real, y'all, every time I'm listening to a message, another pastor preach or something like that, or I'm listening to worship music. That's how I get these topics for the show. So, you know, I have a, a, a book, a journal that I, I keep. And in actuality, it has a gang load of topics for this podcast, but I have not gotten to any of those because God gives me something different to talk about. So tonight I'm going to be talking about new storm, old lessons. I'm going to let that sit with y'all for a minute. 
I heard this the other day when I was listening to a pastor's message. And when he said it, it just, man, it just like, it did something to my spirit because it was just like, man, ooh, it just caught my attention. Um, thanks, Angie. Um, and so I thought it would be good to talk about New Storm, Old Lessons. And um, of course, you know, I Google everything, right? So I had to Google some things, right? And we, you know, you know, grandmama and them and mama and them, you know, the cliches that we grew up listening to, hard head, make us off. <laughs> you know, life will teach you what I can't tell you. And there's nothing new under the sun. So there's nothing new that we're going through or will face that someone in God's word hasn't already been through or faced. And y'all, I, I really believe back then or during their time, it was probably way more difficult than what we have today. But you know, we, we, we make things extra a lot of times. And so, um, so let me just jump right into it. Um, I had to first, you know, I got to give y'all some background um, first, but the symbolism of storms, a symbol of chaos, negativity, trauma, difficulty, weakness, and even depression. Storm symbolism, symbolism also signifies change and transition because storms are only temporary. Now, when I read that, I was just like, wow, okay. So it's a, it signifies change and transition. So have you ever noticed or even thought about like when you are on the brink of something, all hell seems to break loose? You ready to give up? You ready to just whatever, call it quits? I know this week. And last week have been um, very testing weeks for me. Um, today, I told my sister that I wish I could quit my job. Um, yeah, y'all. I guess because I'm just really tired of working for someone, especially someone who does not understand my value. They don't appreciate the work that I bring and input. They just don't appreciate me. And then I feel like I am an extremely hardworking individual and I put in a lot of me into this um, and they just, they don't understand. They have undervalued me, right? But I don't have anything else to go to. So quite naturally, there's no wisdom in me quitting and I don't have another job in place. And he didn't tell me to quit. So, but anyway, but if you notice chaos, negativity, trauma, difficulty, weakness, and even depression are things that symbolize, can take on the symbolism of a storm in your life, right? And so Isaiah 43 and two says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. 
the flames will not set you ablaze. That just lets us know that no matter what storm we in, no matter what we have going on, God is with us and we are going to get through it. Always remember that. So when all hell is breaking loose, when the kids is acting up or, you know, when your spouse ain't acting right or your family is not acting right or you got some friends that's just irritating you. God is still with you regardless to what's going on. Um, storms will come into our lives as Christians in the form of a calamity or hardship. And I thought about that. A lot of times when, let's put it this way. A lot of times when we don't get our way in a situation or a circumstance, whether it is relational or just in general, you know, we tend to act up. We tend to make things difficult. Um, when things seem to be rough, a little rough for us, you know, a lot of times some people just don't know how to process stuff like that. And so, and I was one of them, y'all. When I tell you that when things would be really tight, really rough for me, I would just retreat. I wouldn't, I would shut down. I wouldn't talk to nobody. I didn't want to be around nobody. Um, and I isolated myself, which is not a good thing, especially when you're going through some things. A lot of times, even if the person can't help you or hasn't experienced what you're experiencing, them listening, the fact that you know someone that is there, that should be a relief to you. The fact that God is there, that should even be more of a relief to you because again, accountability. And a lot of times we don't want to be accountable. And some of us would rather take the easier route when the storm is right, when we're right in the eye of it, when we're facing it, when we're dealing with different things, it just seems so much more easier to just give up, to walk away, to not be bothered with it. And honestly, that is not who God is. He said that he would be with us. He said that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And he has not forsaken you. He hasn't forgotten about you. The storm didn't catch him by surprise, you know, but what is the lesson in it? And a lot of times we go through storms, not asking, what are you trying to teach me in this? What do I need to learn? We would rather just, you know, go the opposite direction because we don't want to deal with it. We want it to be over with. We want to hurry up. And a lot of times when you are in a hurry, you miss more than you can catch. I said this to y'all a long time ago. You miss more than you can catch. Not saying that you should just act like everything is a bed of roses going through the storm, but the way that you see it and the way that you perceive it determines how quickly or how you get through it. So if you see it as a calamity or a hardship, it's going to take you that much more longer. It's almost like when we are in a desert and a dry season, feel like you just nothing is working. Nothing is mesh, nothing. Or we're in the valley, you know, um, we tend to just look at it as a place of just, ugh, why am I here? 
I wish this would hurry up. You just want to hurry up and get through it, not understanding or even thinking about what is the assignment? In it? What is the lesson in it? How many lessons or how many times did you have to repeat the same lesson? Y'all, this is good for relationships. Because, you know, a lot of times when we tend to get involved with the same kind of people, it ain't them. We have to look at us. And I know for me, that was a hard thing to face because it seemed like every person that I really cared for, situation didn't work out or something crazy happened, but it was a pattern. And now I had to reassess and look at me. Like, and a lot of times when we have to look at ourselves, we tend to be a lot more harder. So I know for me, I would be like, well, what's wrong with me? Why is this always happening? You know, we have that pity party moment. And a lot of times you need some folks around you that won't let you sit there. They won't let you stay in that. They won't, no, nah, girl. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna let you cry it out. Have your moment, but uh-uh, we, mm-mm, we got to keep, we got to keep it moving. It ain't nothing wrong with you. Like I have friends who, Robin, it's not you. You, you, you know, you. We can't let other people's issues become our issues, and you have to learn that lesson. And a lot of times, God will make us repeat it, so He'll use a new storm. That means different person, different situation or same circumstance, different time in your life. And sometimes we have to repeat it several times before we just, oh, you know what? I'm not going back down that road again. I'm not going to let that. No, I'm not doing that. Mm -mm. No, thank you. You know, sometimes it just be like that. So there are three kinds of storms. One, perfecting storms. That's when God allows hardship in our lives to make us stronger spiritually. When your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So now, when things become a little difficult, sometimes you have to look and see what kind of storm is this and what kind of lesson do I have to learn? What lesson does this replicate from your past? Because, you know, again, mine is relationships. You know, it seems that I seem to attract the same kind of people for some reason or another. And I'm a firm believer in just being making it plain, being clear from right out the gate. That way people don't say, oh, you tricked me or you blindsided me. You you said this one thing, but now you're doing something different. Because I feel like if I'm if I come out the gate telling you what my expectations are, what I'm looking for, showing you who I am. And a lot of times we give too much too soon and people will take advantage of that and they will try to utilize it to their advantage. And I found that as long as I'm doing, being, saying, speaking, talking, acting, however the person is in agreement with, or it makes them feel good. And you know, we on, we in a good place. The moment I stop catering and doing, being 
whatever they think, saying whatever they think I should be saying or talking how they think I should talk, then I'm the one with the issue. I'm the one with the problems. And I'm just like, okay, well, no. Because I've been clear across the board. And I don't shift and change unless there's a reason for me to shift and change. Because I'm one of those kind of people, I'm loyal to a fault. I will linger and stay until I just feel like, okay, you know what? I'm done. This is pointless. That's even in friendships as well. Not just personal relationships, but friendships also. And sometimes you have some folks in your life that will really just push you straight there. <laughs> and I'm, I used to be one of those kind of people. I don't care how long I knew you. If we see eye to eye, I cut you off and I ain't fooled with you no more. And if I seen you, I'd be cordial, but we don't rock like that. So my circle, y'all, my squad is small. My circle is small. It's small for a reason. Why? Because everyone that's a part of my circle, I'm not in competition with. I know that they truly and genuinely care about my well-being. They're praying for me. They have my back, you know, and vice versa. They know that that door swings both ways. They know that they can call upon me. They know that they can depend on me. They know that I'm going to show up. They know that, you know, whatever it is that I can do for them, I'm going to do it. Why? Because that's the level of respect and love that I have for them. They know who they are. I don't have to call no names because they know who they are already. And so at the end of the day, truthfully speaking, when you have a storm that comes upon you, your first question should be, what is the lesson that I need to learn in this? Don't try to get through it real quick. I mean, because we know that it has a beginning, a middle and an end. All storms don't last. They don't go days. It's the way that we look at it. The way that we react to it is what causes us to have to linger through it. And a lot of times it could be just a matter of uh, a situation happening today. And, you know, you've seen it before and you recognize it, but you still perceive in it the same way you saw it the last four times that you've seen it. So your outcome is not really going to be any different. It's just a different storm, but the same lesson. All in the way that you perceive it. Okay. Second storm is a protecting storm. That's the storm they faced in the boat when Jesus calmed the storm. He knew that they were going to be in the storm. He wasn't worried. They just didn't realize who was with them on the boat. That was the reason when he woke up and he calmed the storm, told peace, you know, told the wind to be still. They looking at him. Who are you? Who is this man? Keep in mind, he was asleep on the boat. Water was probably he probably was laying in some water. And they was more concerned about where they going to survive. And they went and woke him up. I don't know about y'all, but have you ever just been in some good sleep and you have somebody come wake you up 
out of your sleep for no good reason other than the fact or they calling you. Now, this is a truth moment here. God bless my mom. Love her dearly. Love her. Let me just tell y'all about how if you don't answer your phone when she called you the first time, oh, she's going to call you back like two or three times. Now, not thinking about the fact that maybe there was a reason why you didn't answer the first time, but I, I love her. Okay. Love her. But she will do that. It's been plenty of times where I've been in meetings, couldn't really talk on the phone. My mom will call and I'll, you know, red button her, send her a text message. Hey, I'll call you back. Can't talk right now. She done call me like two more times in the midst of me red buttoning her and texting her to tell her, hey, I'll call you back. And it was in it. And it don't be that um, she doesn't want anything. But if she hasn't talked to me or she has a question about something, she going she going to call until she get me. So but anyway. Let me go on to the third one. Correcting storms. So now we have perfecting storms, protecting storms, and then correcting storms. Correcting storms are we bring these storms upon ourselves and reap the consequences of our actions. Jonah in the belly of the fish. Keep in mind, that was a storm he brought up on himself. And then. He tried to run in the opposite direction, got on the boat. He knew he was the problem. That's why he told him to throw him over because he already knew that he had been disobedient and there was a consequence to his disobedience. But because of the love, because of God's grace and mercy upon Jonah's life, he had a fish waiting for him. Do you understand that sometimes we, God will let us sit someplace He'll let us sit in that place until we come into agreement. I don't know how many times I've had to stay stuck until I was ready to relinquish control over it or come to terms with what God has said about it. It is a hard place to be in. I don't know how many times I have been disobedient and went in the opposite direction or did not say what he told me to say. And there was a consequence of my action. So that was something that I created. Oh, let's not even talk about how many times you get yourself into something after he done told you no. Or you hadn't heard from him and you make a move. Right. That's a that's a, another hard lesson to learn. You make a move without clear instructions. And then we looking for him to fix it. I don't know how many bad relationships that I got myself in bad marriages. I've been married two times and they weren't marriages I was supposed to be in. But because women, we do this. We're real bad about this. We put timelines on everything. I had told myself if I'm not married by this age and I'm never getting married, if I don't have kids and all this other stuff by this, all that. Okay. Well, I had two failed marriages. My fault. Why? Because I knew I wasn't supposed to marry. 
but because I wanted to be married. God didn't tell me to do that. He didn't even approve of that. He never said I wouldn't get married. Those weren't the people I was supposed to be married to. But there was a lesson that I had to learn. And it almost cost me my sanity. Truth, real talk, real truth here. It almost cost me my sanity. Why? Because of my disobedience. Why? Because, yeah, I was married. I got married at 28, divorced by the time I was 30. That was the first marriage. Second one, he was a mama's boy. Told him he should have married his mama. I know, y'all, that ain't Christ-like, but that's the way I felt. Um, but at the same time, again, situations that I put myself in. And then what did God do? He was right there waiting with, for me with open arms. There was no judgment. There was um, none of that. He ain't like people. And so, but he had to put me back together. He had to get my, I had to get my emotions in check and all different kind of things that would not have been if I had just waited. And so now at this stage in my life, I'm learning the importance of the wait. It's hard. And do I like it? Nope. Sometimes do I feel like I can trust in it? Nope. And this is me being truthful. This is not any other thing. This is me being truthful right here. And so at the end of the day, y'all, again, this was something that I created. And then I had to go back and repeat that. So now I'm at this point in my life where I don't want to repeat the same things if I don't have to. So we have to trust the process. A lot of people lose hope in the face of a storm. Holding on with patient expectation. That's a little thing I saw for the word hope. Storms have a beginning a middle and an end. God uses our mistakes. Romans 8, 28. We know that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. So God works through our mistakes knowing there is strength in pain. So even though you might feel like you're weak, even though you might be in pain from whatever the situation is, God will use it because where we are weak, he is made strong. God uses mistakes to direct us. Yielded the most powerful lessons, pointing us in a new direction or revealing an area that needs change. So he will use our mistakes to direct us as well. And so even though it's a hard lesson and, you know, life, if you living and <laughs> growing, you're going to experience some heartache. You're going to experience some pain, whether it's them kids, whether it's family. You're just not going to get through this life and not have some type of lesson, some type of heartache, some type of pain that you're going to endure because it's all a part of you growing. It's all a part of him causing everything to work together for the good. 
your good. God uses mistakes to correct us. Some lessons can't be learned in, in the light. They are wrapped in the darkness of pain and defeat. So y'all, there are some lessons that we got to go through that is dark, it's painful, you feel defeated, but it's a lesson, it's a mistake that helps to correct us. God uses mistakes to protect us. A problem can be a blessing in disguise. It prevents us from being harmed by something more serious. Can you imagine? Um, you to set your alarm clock and you hit that snooze button way too many times. So now you running late. It ain't by coincidence that your alarm clock, you hit the snooze button so many times, not realizing that even though you in a hustle and bustle trying to hurry up and get to get from point A to point B, it was a delay, but there was some protection in that. How do you know? You hear on the news that there was this real bad car accident right in your pathway. But he let you be late. And we get so irritated. I don't know about y'all, but I'm one of those kind of people that when I'm late, I feel like it just throws my whole day off. So I'm always early. I'm talking about at least 15, 30, 45 minutes. Sometimes it just depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Why? Because I plan for just in case. You just never know, right? You never know what's going to happen. You never know if there's going to be traffic where you're trying to get to. Nothing. And coming from Atlanta, you always had to plan ahead because traffic already in itself, getting somewhere is going to take you 45 minutes to an hour. And that's on a good day. That's if there isn't no accidents or nothing crazy going on. So, Mistakes can be a protective mechanism for us, um, a blessing in disguise. And a lot of times we don't want, look at mistakes as blessings. We look at it as like, okay, you know, I messed up. I don't know how I'm going to recover from this. This is just crazy, whatever. But God will use it to protect us. God uses mistakes to perfect us. Mistakes and problems are character builders. Character builders. So they, mistakes and problems build character. When I saw that, I was just like, mm, wow, okay. And we never look at our mistakes as something that builds character. When I tell you like... <laughs> literally I just was it was mind blowing when you read stuff like this so that Romans 8 28 this is everything he causes everything to work together for the good and so there right there that validates everything else so any and everything that we go through, Romans 8, 28 validates that because, again, how many times have we had to repeat the same lesson? It's a new storm, same lesson. 
But anyway, I found these things and I thought this was kind of interesting. Life lessons. Your thoughts are like boomerangs. That makes me think about as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you think bad things about yourself, that's what you're going to get. And that's a that's a lesson in itself. Um, I'm finding more and more now that I have to speak those things as though they are. Those things about myself, speak positive things in my own life. You know, a lot of times you have to just you have to be your own cheerleader because sometimes somebody, one of your friends or somebody may not come around and say, girl, you know, you're doing a good job. You got this. You need to tell yourself you got this. You need to tell yourself you're doing a good job. Um, you are more defined by what comes out of your mouth than what goes in it. Be careful. Your words have power. So if you say that my daddy wasn't nothing, I'm not going to be nothing. Guess what? You ain't going to be nothing. Because that's what you've put and that's what you've told yourself. Those are the words that you spoke. You've given those words life. And we know that the power of life and death lies in the tongue. And so, again, at the end of the day, speak those things that you want to see. And if you say it enough, you will begin to have enough faith to believe that increases your faith to believe that that is I am who he says I am. I am more than a conqueror. I am beautiful. Those are the things that you have to just tell yourself, right? Your education is never complete. That means that as long as that we're living and growing and in the things of God or just life in general, you're always going to be learning something. You're never too old to learn something. A lot of times you could learn something from a little bitty baby a little kid, you know, someone that's youth, a young adult. We're not the only ones that have, you know, all this wisdom and we know everything and got this thing in the bag. Some of those kids are very wise and beyond their years. Don't allow the voice of fear to be louder than God's voice and his word. I know it's easier said than done. A lot of times when we're faced with storms, chaos, whatever it is, it just seems much more easier to be afraid, to believe the total opposite when you have it right there in your face. It seems easier to believe what's in your face. But his ways are not our ways. Our ways are not his ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. He have he know the plan that he have for you. And so, again, you have to just trust and have enough faith to believe in his process, because. That is what's going to carry you, his word and his voice. And you know that when you're in relationship with him. Easier said than done a lot of times, and I am. One of those kind of people, a lot of times I can believe for you and struggle with believing for myself. And yes, I do pray. Yes, I do read my word, all that. And I have a relationship with God. But sometimes it's easier said than done. 
but I'm working to be better with that. You get more by giving more. Isn't that just the nature of who God is? He gave us so much. So you get more by giving more. True concept. A lot of people, are, you, I mean, I do a lot, but not with the expectation of what I get in return because I believe wholeheartedly that any reward, that's going to come from him. And so the expectation is, is that my rewards is God is going to bless me. God is going to open those doors for me. I just have to keep my eyes on him and stay the course that he set before me. Rule your mind or it will rule you. That is where the trouble and the battle starts is in our mind. A lot of times those thoughts we have in our head, you know, you can't feed into those. I'm going to tell you, if you just, I was just, just to tell you, like, for real, like I told you, I would cut people off. Right. And so I would have a whole conversation in my head about, well, if they say this to me, this is what I'm going to say back. Or, you know, just a lot of the, you have to get your thoughts under control, get your mind under control, because see, everything that you feed it takes on life. You give it life and it becomes actions after that. You begin to act on those things that you feed in your thoughts. Be humble. Humility is probably one of the hardest life lessons I've ever had to learn. It's different when God humbles you. It's nothing like it. A lot of times we could be so far out there and just whatever. And God will serve you from the same table that you tried to look down upon somebody else. So you got to be careful about the things that you say, about the things that you do. You know, I don't know about any of y'all, but I would was good for saying, I know if that had been me, I wouldn't I wouldn't did that. OK, you don't never know what you're going to do when you faced in that same face with that same situation or that same storm or that's you don't know. We would like to think that we wouldn't handle it the same way. But again, that's why he made us different, because we all don't process stuff the same. We all don't go through the storms the same way. So the way that I might have dealt with the situation that you're dealing with now is going to be totally different than the way that you process it. And humility, got to be humble. Your thoughts are powerful. Make them positive. Y'all see where I'm going with this, because, again, it's all a part of our lessons in this life that we have been given. So the thoughts that you feed yourself or the thoughts that you carry in your mind, if they're not positive, the negative thoughts only attract negative attention. Negative things come out of negative thoughts. And so if you want to attract more positive things, Start thinking more positive things. Start acting more positively. You know, start looking at your situation more positive. Um, 
Forgiveness benefits two people, the giver and the receiver. This was the other life lesson that I had to learn. And I actually wrote about forgiveness in my book. Um, if you expected an apology from the person who wronged you, wait for it, because that may never happen. So you still have to operate in a place of forgiveness, forgive them and forgive yourself. A lot of times we forgive people, but we forget to forgive ourselves for things. And I was real bad about that. It was just almost like, I don't know why I didn't feel like I was worthy of forgiveness, but I could forgive something that someone said to me and not forgive myself. And so now when I pray and I speak about forgiveness in my prayers, I always say I forgive myself for those things, those thoughts, whatever it was, um, because I don't want to be held captive to that. I don't want to stay stuck because I can't forgive. I can't forgive the person who did it and I can't forgive myself. Keep walking. You cannot stay when life happens because life going to happen. Life happens daily. For some, I know there was a point in time in my life where I was just like, okay, Lord, can I, can a sister get a break? I just need one moment and then you can pick back up, you know, but when it happens that way and it's coming at you so fast, keep moving, keep walking. Even when you can't see, even when you can't hear, even when you don't have a clue, just keep moving, keep walking, be grateful. Now, last week, I, I think it was last week when I talked about that, but Grateful and being thankful is two totally different things. Grace is not, we don't, he doesn't owe us that. He gives us that because he loves us. And being grateful, y'all, is priceless. Because when you're grateful, it causes so many other different things. It's like a domino effect in every other area of your life when you are grateful. It has an impact on every other area in your life. So when you see relationships improving, when you see your attitude is improving, just so many different things that I could speak to about being grateful just for myself alone. But I, you know, most people that know me, you know, some people, if you knew me, 10 years ago, you wouldn't like me. So the person I am today and the person I was 10 years ago is two totally different people. And for that, I'm grateful. That's called growth. That's called learning because I'm not going to be ever be too old to still learn a lesson. Some things we might just have to repeat. Some things you shouldn't want to repeat. I know for me, I'm just going to be using a little bit more wisdom in this next season of my life because I just don't want to keep repeating the same things. I don't want to keep starting at the same place over and over again. So now, you know, I pray that you all got something out of this. But before I go, um, I just want to speak to 
a couple of things. Of course, you know, I'm a self-published author. Uh, my book is on Amazon, Broken to Be or Not to Be. That is the question. It's the second edition. Um, very excited. God is still using it. I haven't really been promoting it like I should, but I'm coming into a new season. So there's going to be some changes, um, revamping and just doing some things different in the next year coming up. And so I'm excited about that. And I can't wait to share some of those things. Won't share them right now. Um, also, I'm looking for a sponsor. So if you know someone who wants to sponsor my podcast, I'm definitely going to go hard for that in this next season because I feel like this is a platform that God gave me and I'm going to use it to every chance, every chance I get to use it because you just don't know what your words and how they impact somebody else. And so real grateful um, for this podcast and this platform. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about my sister's nonprofit, which is more than my pretty face. You guys have heard me talk about this a lot. Um, and she's actually on here on the show. So she has her first annual friends giving coming up on December the 11th. And this is where we will put together a hundred goodie bags or bags, whatever you want to call them for the homeless. And they will be distributed in random parts in Charlotte. And so just very excited. You have an opportunity. Um, if you want to go to the website, morethanmyprettyface.org, you can learn more about what we're doing with this. Um, if you want to donate to the cause, that information is also on morethanmyprettyface.org. Um, if you know someone um, that wants to help put items in the bags, reach out to us, let us know. Um, it's just an awesome thing. This is also teaching the young ladies about giving back to their communities. And it's important because there are so many that are less fortunate than us. And so a hundred, we know that that's a small number, but it still will make an impact and a difference. And we just excited. We're excited about this. So December the 11th, first annual of many Friendsgivings where hundred bags will be given out to the homeless um, in Charlotte. And, and so again, morethanmyprettyface.org. If you want more information, you can go to the website. We also have a list of items still needed um, as well. So if you want to donate, reach out. You can reach out to myself um, or you can go to the website. You can email me, robingriggs at hotmail.com. Also, I want to talk about another nonprofit organization. My friend Linda is actually on here too. Um, her organization uh, is titled Empower Him. And she's helping ex-felons who want to be entrepreneurs. And so if you want to know more about how you can get involved or donate, go to empowerhim.org. Two awesome organizations that I'm excited to be um, working with 
And I also in the year, the new year coming up, will be doing a lot of grant writing for both of these organizations. Why? Because I believe in them, too, because I love both of them, three, because they're just awesome nonprofit organizations. And I want to see what God does through them and how he uses them. And so I'm excited that I get to be a part of them um, and I get to see what God is doing through them. Um, and so, you know, again, more than my pretty face.org empower him.org. Um, but before I go, the platform, this platform is on iHeartRadio, tune in Apple, Google, Spotify, and breaker, of course, Podbean. again, thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Robin. Be encouraged and know that I'm praying for you. Peace and blessings to you.